Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. And our second interview for today um, is um, somebody who's always fascinated me, Dion Chang. Dion Chang is the founder of Flux Trends. Uh, he started out worrying more about fashion trends and writing in all manner of magazines that dealt with the issues of fashion and the the implications of fashion. But he's gone on. He's broadened out his career uh, to become the person that companies and foreign agencies and government entities all want to find out what next. What do we worry about after today? And I would just say that uh, I would I would say I'm especially pleased to talk with him because he is an allurophile. Good morning, Brooks. How are you doing? I'm good. And for those of you who don't know what I mean by allurophile, <laughs> it's the lover of cats. <laughs> and I have one sleeping next to me right now. So uh, that is that is why it came up suddenly. It looked, she looked up at me, yawned, and went back to sleep. <laughs> I've also got one next to me. So, yes, so we're in, we're in good sync today. Tell me, Dion, uh, first of all, I, I just, I, I'm just curious, how did you make the shift from career one to career two? Or did you, do you see it as a continuation? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd spent a lot of time, um, in the media and magazine business, uh, especially the glossy magazine business. And I was uh, part of the, uh, startup team that launched Elle magazine in South Africa. I also helped Miss Linda Boyson when she was starting, uh, um, SA Fashion Week. And it started to occur to me that I was always at the startup of something and uh, kind of pioneering or, or, or creating something new. And uh, even with my magazine career, I started um, editing uh, men's magazines uh, or men's supplements before uh, International GQ and Men's Health and all of those those kind of um, publications came through. So I eventually, it was just uh, almost like a flick of a switch. I, I think I'd, I'd had enough of, of the, the rag trade and um, I decided to, to start a, cons- uh, it was then, 17 years ago, a um, con- information filtration system, uh, which I thought uh, 17 years ago, there was too much uh, information already. And that's what I wanted to delve into. And then very shortly afterwards, we started to just pivot the, the focus into trends as business strategy. And as a result, uh, that just pushed all of the, the business that we do solely with corporate companies. So we deal only with corporate companies and we help with strategy and we help with um, whether it's uh, technological disruptions or disruptions in workforces or how we want to live and work. Um, it's a whole lot of those things. That's what I figured. I mean, fashion sometimes comes ahead of the actual larger structural changes. And sometimes it's kind of, a, I guess, a leading indicator of what we should worry about next. I mean, not all fashion, obviously. But first, let me just do this message uh, because we have sponsors and supporters and we need to give them their their due. This is The Deep Dive with Brooke Spector. And we are back, and this is Brooke Spector, and we're speaking with Dion Chang, a man who, uh, more than most, understands and appreciates and knows the future, or at least its contours, its outlines, and where we're all going to be before we get there. Uh, 
kind of a roadmap for the future that hasn't been written yet. Um, Dion, you went from publishing, uh, as you say, through a whole range of different magazines to an information distilling system to help winnow, winnow out the real, the real wheat from all that chaff. Uh, and now you consult for a range of, uh, of companies and you teach, uh, classes occasionally at, uh, universities country. And I know you participate in international conferences on these topics without betraying any of your corporate, uh, information that you, the, the proprietary information people want to pay you good money for. What are some of the trends in the next little while that we should be aware of? I mean, we had, if two and a half years ago someone were to tell me that pay attention, there's going to be an internet, a global plague that's going to disrupt everything that we do and every bit of our economies and every interaction everybody has with everybody else. I'd laugh at them. Uh, we just came through that, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. And um, what, what's interesting is um, what the pandemic has really done has just um, accelerated um, that the, the change that was happening beforehand. So if, if you think back to 2019, uh, we were on the, the tipping point of sustainability issues. There were a lot of things happening um, with that. Uh, there was uh, lots of companies were still dealing, and I say still, uh, dealing with uh, digitalization or digital, digital transformation. Um, and what uh, the, the pandemic really did was accelerate, the, the, they call it the velocity of change. So, so a lot of companies have to keep up with the velocity of change because there's not only new technological changes that have happened, but concepts like flexibility, which uh, were workforces around the world wanted wanted that, but it was being very, very resistant. So what are we telling our clients at the moment is don't est- underestimate the life audit that we've all had in the last 24 months. So psychologists say that it takes just 21 days to um, shape a new behavioral pattern or, or create a, a new sense of belonging or, or, or a, a different pattern of, of what you do. So 24 months, if people, um, and especially in, in businesses and corporate companies, if anybody thinks that, well, that 24 months is just, we, we're going to go back to 2019, they really, really have to relook that, um, that statement. Um, everything has changed. And what is really crucial is this life audit that we've had because it, it, the ripple effect goes into the way in which we want to live. So we've seen the more immediate uh, manifestations of that. So semigration. I've, I've had about eight fat friends of, uh, that I know that have moved around the country, either to second tier cities or to the Western Cape or to places like uh, Plettenberg Bay. People have, have, uh, resigned. So internationally, the great resignation, uh, people would argue that the great resignation, um, sh- can't happen in South Africa because we have such high unemployment stats, but, it still means that people who have secured jobs are either moving internationally or they're moving around to different jobs for a better lifestyle. So the life audit really makes you assess or makes one assess what does one really want out of life and what does one uh, want in terms of that uh, work relationship and do we want to go onto that treadmill? So for, for, for consumer brands and in retail, it means one thing for corporates, which we work with. It means a whole lot of other things, because if you're a consumer facing brand, you have to deal with your customers very, very differently. And then secondly, internally, your entire workforce, specifically for big, large corporates, you have to deal with a very, very different 
way of working. So there's there's an, an inevitability of a hybrid uh, way of working. So um, not everybody's going to be in the office five days a week. There's some two days a week, three days, all of those kind of things. But over and above that, it means that the 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 internal structures of companies need to manage a work workforce very very differently. So management skills have to change. So that creates a whole new ripple effect. The the real estate in terms of office uh, um, you know office parks and office buildings that has changed as well. Um, so there's a real lots of undercurrents that are pushing and pulling all over the place. So just one example, uh, Brooks. If you look at the retail sector, so suddenly we have this changed mindset of, uh, you know, ordering your groceries and, and, and delivery and, and e-commerce has, has ramped up. The global standard now, so in South Africa, we can still, we are now able to get one hour delivery uh, in terms of groceries, but the global gold standard now is a 10 or 15 minutes uh, grocery delivery service. That means you need micro fulfillment centers in suburbs and wherever you, you find your customers. That dovetails very, very neatly with the lack or lesser use of office parks, specifically in suburban areas. So those commercial real estates are being turned into what they call dark stores or fulfillment centers for supermarkets so they can, so they will enable delivery. So you see this knock on effect of what you, how you work, how you live and how that changes the systems within businesses um, all over the place. And, and no sector is, is going to be spared with this. We're speaking with Dion Chang of Flux Trends. Um, the kinds of things you're talking about make me feel alternatively young and very old. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, I remember a universe that was very different, and now suddenly I'm challenged by all these new possibilities. And I just, as a, as, as a throwaway line, uh, you talk about semigration. I am now like many people because I don't work in an office and I do my writing pretty much anywhere I want. I am barraged now by ads encouraging me to think about relocating to Mauritius, the Seychelles, uh, the South Coast in this country. And just this week, I got notes from the Maldives asking me if I wanted to move there because they'd make it really nice for me. Well, and, and therein, and therein lies the, the, the other, um, threat or the other, uh, disruption that is in our lives is, um, is el- our algorithms and, and, you know, and that we are being watched and, uh, there is no such thing as privacy anymore. And you, 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 you sold that, you know, a long time ago for a free cup of coffee or free Wi-Fi in a coffee shop. But we are tracked and, and more and more people, you know, will say, you know, you've been talking about something and then suddenly an algorithm will pop up an ad. And exactly like you're saying, you know, for semigration, um, after this conversation, we'll probably be inundated with a lot more the ways to move somewhere or, or how to move things like that, you know, um, you know, well, but uh, it's calling. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, mean, I was, I was just, I was just laughing and say Bulgaria will be calling soon. <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. This is the deep dive with Brooke Spector. With now we're back with Dion Chang, the founder and guiding genius of Flux Trends. After a career in publishing and in fashion and in all other things, he realized he understood stuff. 
and he understood how things were put together and how they were likely to break apart and recombine into new ways of doing things. We were talking just before the ad break about the fact that the last couple of years, the COVID interregnum uh, has has led to a whole series of changes, but it didn't cause the changes as much as it increased the velocity of their coming at us. I think, is that is that fair to say? Yes, yes, because um, uh, everyone speaks, uh, well, in, in my trends world, people speak about the, the, the meet, uh, meeting the velocity of change, and, and that's what um, a lot of corporate companies are, are really struggling to do. And we're starting to see that, um, you know, uh, I spoke just before the breaks about uh, the, the life audit that we've really, really had and, and have had, had to process through this. Um, and what is, I find really ironic because uh, the other one of my passions in terms of uh, trends is looking at uh, Gen Z or Gen Z. So these are your digital natives. They, they stretch from your young teenagers uh, to the oldest ones, about 24. They've all come of, they're starting to come of age now. And I warn my uh, corporate clients that I said, you know, if you thought the um, millennials were, were a bit of a handful to manage at, in the workplace, then your Generation Z uh, are a completely, completely different uh, kettle of fish because these are digital natives. They, there's a, a connectivity and a, a different mindset from it. And the fi- thing I find ironic is that before the pandemic, uh, companies that were dealing with, with this young workforce were saying, you know, they, they can't understand this workforce because uh, millennials would say, I don't want a job. I want a lifestyle. The work is not a place I go to. Work is what I do. And post-pandemic, the world's workforce is actually going back to what these teenagers or young adults are saying is like, well, actually, I don't want a job. I want a lifestyle. And work is not a place I actually have to go to. It's what I do. And, you know, productivity and output uh, should be measured in a, in a very, very different way. So in a very, very ironic sense, what we thought was just kind of, uh, you know, pipe dreams uh, type of thinking in a corporate world is actually really what uh, we are going back to and looking at how these uh, young adults are actually dealing with life and technology and we're actually falling in line with that. So that's what I find the big irony of, of what's happened in the last two years. We're speaking with Dion Chang, founder of Flux Trends and the man who helps us find our pathway to the future. I'll close by saying 30 years ago, I bought a book on sale at a, at a remainder's counter, which was all about a term, the netizen, the yes. net citizen. Uh, it terms seem to have gone out of fashion, but then the book was predicting. Now the book would have been an historical record, I guess. Well, from netizens, we are going into the metaverse really, really fast. So I know we don't have time for this, but I mean, that is, you know, uh, in terms of technology, people are talking about Web 3. So we've been at Web 2. So the metaverse or this virtual reality is really about where we are going, you know, in, in terms of, of this. And it's a, it's a fascinating way of doing things. A lot of people can't really get their heads around it at the moment. But uh, let's let me just put my head on a block here and say it is coming. You used to just always want to have to have a website. You will now have to have presence in the next five to 10 years in the metaverse, uh, just like you would have had a website. So let's mark it down here and let's see if I, I'm correct with my, my prediction here. Well, I'll close by saying to you that my daughter, one of my daughters just finished a postgraduate uh, business course in which it was entirely online. Uh, she and her small group uh, in meeting entirely took place in virtual reality with a headset 
where everybody had an avatar, some of whom were chipmunks and some of whom were squirrels, and at least one of them was a rabbit. She, on the other hand, just showed up as her, and she looked around and said, whoa. So that was the universe that, that she was already heading into. It's been a delight to speak with Dian Chang. I wish we had lots more time. I'd like to learn lots more. But we'll call you back, and we will we will devote a whole hour to this if we can. I think especially for the metaverse, and it's, I think especially with parents out there, they want to find out what's happening in this alternate reality. Indeed. So we will we'll schedule that at a time convenient for you, sir. We've been speaking today with Dion Chang, founder of Flux Trends, and earlier Ibrahim Fakir uh, of Asri, director of programs at the Awal Social Economic Research Institute, trying to get two different kinds of glimpses into the future, one close up on South Africa, one as big as the universe. Thanks again, and tune in next week for Deep Dive. This is Brooke Spector. Have a good weekend.